What is going on, YouTube? Thank you for joining me today. Also, Twitter and Rumble. Really appreciate you coming out, checking me out. Um, today, we got a quick story. Didn't post yesterday. Been very busy with a lot of things. Uh, as you know, I'm a very busy guy. Uh, I fit this in when I can. But it's just a big story that I thought was important to cover. This fan is on. Give me one second. <gasps> Okay, I'm back. Sorry, I just made a whole bunch of noise. I know it did. But anyway, um, yeah, so we got Trump up in the polls, guys. We got Trump up in the polls. This is big. This is great. This is awesome. Uh, finally, we're seeing light at the end of the tunnel. Um, obviously, there's a lot of time left for, before the elections are going to be held. But Biden is falling. Biden is having a tough time. And I don't, and I don't think there's any person... I don't think there's any person that can run as a Democrat that can defeat uh, Donald Trump. Maybe, maybe Michelle Obama only because, and it's not because she's like a good politician or she has, she's even qualified to be a president or she even knows what to do for the job. None of those reasons, but because the Democrat, the liberals are so like emotionally based that they would vote for her in a heartbeat just because, just because. So that's why I think that she would have a chance against Donald Trump, and even then, it'd make a believable story. You know, like for example, if it, if the elections came down and they meddled in and they had the mail-in ballots and all that stuff, I could see them making a story, an actually believable story, that Michelle Obama won. But no, I just can't. I just can't see anything. Uh, I don't see her running. Unfortunately, I, don't, I just don't see it yet. It's it seems like one of those things where it's like. You know, if the story, if the timeline went that way, that's a hell of a timeline to be in. It just doesn't seem likely. It just seems kind of unlikely. Uh, but currently, Biden is very unfavorable. I mean, you can measure these things just by looking out, you know, into your neighborhood and seeing things. Even the Democrats are not happy about how things are going. And then there's people who just aren't paying attention, who aren't paying attention at all. Like I, they just, they just don't have any feelings about it. But like, I don't see how you cannot have feelings about the gas prices being so high. They just choose to not even acknowledge it. The immigrants flooding into our country, all in every single major city. Um, you know, I posted a video on my Twitter of how my neighborhood park looked when I where I grew up. I don't live there anymore, but where I grew up, um, the park is just filled with tents. It's ridiculous, guys. It's really ridiculous, and it's something that you know we need to we need to make sure that we're acknowledging the fact that this is not normal and it's just not good. Which I I'm seeing a lot of that energy online, which is good, which is great. I mean, I live in Chicago, so. It's kind of an echo chamber for democratic views. Um, so I try to, you know, stay focused and look at my specific content because it's a, it, it, if I lived in a rural area, you know, somewhere where it was, you know, Trump country, then it'd be different where it'd be like, it'd be like, I'm getting a hundred percent, only one perspective all the time, but that's not how it is. I'm getting, you know, 50% Democrat from, from being outside my house. And then I'm getting, you know, the rest of my of my content online. So it's like I'm 50-50 still down the middle. But I'll tell you what, being where I am, in the heart of Democrat country, in the heart of Democratic beliefs and liberal policy, people are not happy with Biden. Just the average consensus, like the average person I speak to, they're just not happy about, you know, with Biden. They're not happy about it. They're not happy about our mayor. Just the average people that I'm speaking to and I'm talking to, you know, they just see the issues with, you know, these with these people that they're voting for. But will they change the voting habits? We don't know. I think I don't know if they've connected the dots yet. 
But, um, you know, that's that's the big problem is that a lot of these people, they're voting and they don't tie the connection to the bad stuff that happens and who they voted for. There was some data that came out that said, you know, number of car break-ins and, and thefts. Um, I believe when La- when Lori Lightfoot first started as mayor of Chicago, there was like a total of like 2,900 or 3,000 car uh, jackings or, or stolen cars in Chicago in the first year of her... Uh, in the first year of her mayor, I forgot how many months it, into her, her into her mayor run it was that that number came out. But with Brandon Johnson already so far as mayor, there's been over nine thousand car break-ins. So that is a three hundred percent increase. Is that how that works? That's ridiculous. Like the reason why this is happening is because of the lack of police. I'll tell you right now. Back in the day when I was a little bit more, you know, radical. In the streets, you know, driving around, not really caring, smoking the reefer, you know, doing whatever I wanted to do with my friends, driving around in a beater that looked really, you know, uh, suspicious. I got pulled over all the time, you know, not even doing anything illegal, just driving around, probably smoking a little reefer in the car. And that's, that was illegal at the time, but we were very careful about not being seen about it. They were, they were not pulling us over because of that. They were pulling us over because of how we looked driving around in the car. So... And that was something I could, if we were driving anywhere, it was like, be expected to get pulled over because that's how, that's how intense it was in those days. You know, this is like right before Lori Lightfoot came in, like her first year, right before, you know, she, she got into power. Right. And then during her reign, as I started to slow down my act and started to like, stop, stop, you know, being in the street so much, hanging around with the wrong people too much and and smoking so much reefer in a car, and I actually got a nicer looking car that wasn't so suspicious looking, was more uh, professional, um, and looked you know a lot cleaner. Um, I stopped getting pulled over, so I I don't contribute that to the police, but I noticed the lack of like, because it was not only me getting pulled over back in the day. It was I would see people in the streets getting pulled over. I would see people getting you know in their cars being stopped by the police constantly. Not only me. But now with my new car, I didn't get pulled over at all. Like, I think I got pulled over one time in the three or four years I've owned my car. Maybe one or two, one or two times. Man, I could I would get pulled over once or twice a week back in 2018 in my old car. And that was because I was a little bit more suspicious than the average person. But it was not only me. Like I said, now I see people running red lights. I see people speeding. I see people driving ridiculous, doing stupid things right in front of the police. And the police don't do anything about it there's like a new thing where it's like they're not even allowed to 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 uh to do chases anymore they can't chase cars anymore like that's it's too much of a, a threat to the to the public it's a danger to the public now so if a person drives off there's nothing the police could do about it you know and then on top of that if you get caught if you get pulled over and caught in the cook county and you get sent to jail in cook county they're not they're giving you slap on the wrist for big crimes you know People who are repeat offenders of the same crimes are getting probation. They're not even getting put in jail. So there's so much motivation to be a criminal. And then on top of that, you know, you go to the store and people are stealing. We had two Walmarts closed, major area Walmarts in the, in the South Side of Chicago closed down because they were because of theft. And it makes you think, why do we even pay for stuff when people are just stealing and 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 they're getting away with it? And they're not. There's no consequences. Why am I wasting my money when people are stealing and get away with it? Does it make sense? Just doesn't make sense. There needs to be a system in place to prevent people from breaking the law, to to enforce 
following the rules. Because if we find out that we don't need to follow the rules, then why will we ever follow the rules? You know, in Chicago, we've already been known that you have to do a little, you have to commit a little fraud to survive anyway. But committing fraud was like, you know, like trying to, trying to, trying to, you know, mess with your taxes a little bit to get a, to get a better return. You know, that was, that was what you did. That was what you did. Like maybe you claimed, you know, somebody's kid that wasn't your kid. You know, maybe you did that. Who knows? I never did that. But maybe you did because everybody did a little sum to, to, to get ahead. And those kind of things, we're already paying the city of Chicago all these taxes. And they nickel and dime us. They gave us tickets for, you know, just the slightest thing. You know, parking tickets and, and speed cameras. If you drive a lot, you, you that's pretty much your subscription to the to the city of Chicago. Getting your car towed, it's your subscription. So taking advantage every now and then wasn't a big deal. But, but stealing from Walmart, stealing from Target, stealing from all these little stores, you know, ruining their businesses it was just it was just a regular occurrence and it's pretty sad to see you know people just living that life without any regard without any concern you know and i really it really it's really shameful you know because like i said before you know when joe biden came in it was really when this when this whole thing became okay before joe biden came in it was still a little bit of like law and orders necessary but there was already the decline in the in the leftist cities and states. There was already that decline of like, yeah, maybe it doesn't matter. And when Joe Biden came in, it was just like full send that, full send that, eliminate any idea of law and order because law and order is a right wing, a right wing idea. Law and order is a right wing, you know, conservative Christian male idea. Putting putting criminals in jails, right wing, you know. Being a decent human being is right wing. So it's like, no, no, we need Trump back because that's, that's the start of, that's the start of the, that's turning the key to the mechanism that flushes out this disgusting era in time. Because if we don't guys, and we keep heading down this path, Forget about buying a house. That chance is going to pass you by. Forget about having a decent retirement. Forget about getting a decent job. You know? Like right now, I'm in sales, and people are struggling to find a good job. People are struggling to to make ends meet. You know, they're having a tough time saving money and, and being able to find that new job. I mean, I'm lucky, I'm, I'm lucky to have a job. But even me, I have to be concerned if I'm going to be laid off because who knows? I could be laid off, you know, next month for all I know. It could just happen like that, you know. Luckily, I haven't ha- I haven't had that happen yet. Luckily, I've been I've been I've been able to get through because I'm 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 doing a decent job. But it's it, I've seen a lot of people where it's not even about how good of a job you did, you know. You're getting let go just because the company can't afford to keep you and they and they just can't afford to do that much business, and and they're just downsizing, just because of how bad the economy is, you know. So. It really is ridiculous. It really is something where where we need to we need to start getting back on track with the economy. We have to, and we're not in a position where it's too we're too far gone. We can reverse course. We can fix things. We can start drilling our own oil. We can start, you know, getting out of the war in Ukraine. We can start we can start by closing the borders up. There's so many things we could do. That would have a meaningful, large impact. A meaningful, large impact on Americans. 
You know, some of us, so much of our money is going to places that doesn't help us in a time where we really do need the help. You know, in a time where we really should be focused on, you know, I'm looking at my own checkbook. I'm looking at my own pocketbook. I'm looking at my own finances and making sure that I'm going, that I'm doing my job because of how rough this economy is. And I need to make sure I'm safe. I need to make sure that I'm secure for the next year. Cause I don't know what's going to happen next year. It's going to be Biden's last year in office. Granted, you know, I don't think he's going to win the election. If, if, if a Democrat does win, I don't think it's going to be Biden. I think I think Trump is going to win. That's just my opinion, though. Um, but it's still another year of Joe Biden. And there's still that means another year of this war in Ukraine. It means another year of, of financial hardship. So we need to do what we have to do in order to make sure individually we're set. Individually we're okay. You know? That's why me personally, I'm going through my finances. You know, clearing off whatever whatever debts I have in my name, clearing off whatever, you know, responsibilities and, uh, what's word I'm looking for, um, you know, the agreements that we put together, you know, we gotta, we gotta make sure we take care of those and, and not live above our means. This is not the time to buy that new car. It's not the time to buy that new house. Interest interest rates are disgusting. You know, this is not the time to take those risks, this is the time to save your money, you know, this is your time to save your money, put your money in a high, you know, yield, yield savings account, get some interest on it, because it's not even the time to start a business, it's not even the time to, to take those risks, because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, like, people don't even have money to spend, so it's not worth it. Don't spend your money on BS. Don't give your money to the credit card companies. Don't give your money to, you know, any of these car companies. Don't give your money to anybody. Keep your money. Live below your means. Set a budget. You know, work out, eat healthy. Because that's going to help your mind stay clear to get through this period. You know, because you could be like me. Look, paying attention, attention to things and putting your own pressure to be well off for the future. Because it, it may not be as bad as it could get. It could get a lot worse. You know, I'm being extra cautious because I'm already seeing it heading down a direction that's not positive. And it's been going down that direction for a while. You know, a lot of people, they're, they're, they, haven't, they haven't had it click yet. They're waiting for the recession for them to get their stuff together. We're seeing the recession, you know, uh, coming. We see it coming. It hasn't happened yet, but we're seeing it coming. Maybe it won't come. Maybe, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll be able to avoid it. But you'll be better off regardless if you prepare for it. If it comes or not, you'll be better off. That money will will not be wasted if, if you save it. You know, and the, and the recession doesn't come, it wouldn't be a waste to, to save $50,000, to save $30,000, save $20,000, save $10,000. It wouldn't be a waste. It'd be very positive, regardless of the outcome. But just to be safe, just to be safe, I don't recommend buying that new car. I don't recommend any of those ideas. Any of those, you know, consumer credit, don't take that vacation you want to take, you know, save it for later, save it for later, save it for a better time, you know, just try to, try to be economical. That's the best I could do. That's the best you could do right now. You know, because at the end of the day, guys, like I already said, we don't know what the future holds. We don't know what they're going to do about this because this, this Trump edging Biden out right now just makes, makes, makes the Democrats think about how they're going to, you know. Make it work. They're not considering it an L. They're, they're trying to figure out, well, they're trying to measure their options to figure out what are they going to do to ensure that Trump doesn't win. 
So, you know, all we can do on our end, like I said, save your money and be safe. Be careful. Um, I'm going to end it there, guys. It's going to be a short video today. Um, the, the news has been kind of dry lately. Not too much going on. This is the biggest story that I could see so far. Russell Brand is back. He's on He's on Rumble, um, you know, and he's exposing the, the narratives, you know, the, the whole Pfizer ordeal, you know, supposedly um, they've only tested, they only tested the vaccine on like 10 mice and they said that was about it and they went ahead and rolled it out, you know, and there's like details about how all like the, the medical companies, pharmaceutical companies um, own like so a high a high percentage. They're like the top investors in like BlackRock and Vanguard and then BlackRock and Vanguard are like the biggest investors into all the major news companies. So it's like. You can't, you can't trust any of these news companies because they're compromised. And we talk about this all the time. But it just goes to show you how much more compromised they are. The pharmaceutical companies literally own them. Not, not completely, but they own a, a decent enough chunk to say, yeah, you're going to push this. Period. We don't even know how much these medical companies and these pharmaceutical companies own our politicians. That's the scary part. The media and the politicians, for all we know... Their pockets are deep into into these into these politicians, for all we know. So that's why we can't trust them. The only people we could trust are the people that are transparent about who's funding them. We only we can only trust people who are transparent about who's funding them. And we can only trust people who who are not selling themselves out. Like Twitter, they're not selling themselves out. Like Rumble, they're not selling themselves out. Like Donald Trump, he's not selling himself out. You know, support the small people. Support the small groups. Support whoever you like. If you like, if you like, um, you know, Louder with Crowder, go support him. If you like Tim Cass, go support him. If you like Alex Jones, go support him. Support these folks. That's where you should be supporting. If you got 10 bucks to support these guys, go support them. Don't go wasting your money in, you know, subscribing to the New York, the New York Post or whatever, you know. But, um, all right, guys, that's where I'm going to leave it. Thanks for watching today's episode. If you liked Please leave a like. Let me know your thoughts below. Comment. You know, share this with your friends. Uh, we are trying to grow this channel. This channel, I'm trying to grow it. I want to, I want to, you know, hit some milestones. Still very early. I haven't put that much work into like getting the word out there and trying to like make it super known about my channel. I'm just making these videos on a, on a weekly basis, um, every other day on a weekly basis. So, if you like it, let me know. Appreciate it. See you later. Peace.